Thank you, Lord. Say it. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. All right. How he loves us. And God says, let there be light. And there was light. Amen. How he loves us. I'm excited about sharing with you today about something that the Lord put on my heart. I'm going to talk about, get into what is referred to by some as the parable of the sower. Um, I like what, what my Bible calls it, the, the parable of the soil. And the sower, we're, we're going to look at Matthew's version of it, but um, in Luke, it tells us what the sower sows. The sower sows the word. Okay. Say the sower sows the word. So today I want to share with you about putting value on the word. Now the first point I want to make is that the sower doesn't control what kind of ground you are. <laughs> now that's very important for us to understand. We're gonna, we want to put, we want to put value on the word, and so question today is what what kind of ground are you and you're going to see yourself somewhere in here and not not to put any condemnation on anybody this is not this is a freedom zone this is a victory zone this is a safe zone this is a love zone this is a mercy zone this is a grace zone that you're in this is not uh, a ministry of the law Okay, and so we're not under law. Second Corinthians three calls the the law, the preaching of the law. And now, that's not necessarily the Ten Commandments or the six hundred and thirteen laws in the Old Testament, but this whole thing about do good and get good, do bad, get bad, or do do bad and get beat. The, this principle of you have to do something in order to earn God's blessing. That is a principle of the law. The Bible calls that a ministry of death. It is, it is a ministry of condemnation. We are, we are under the grace of God. Okay, I should be controlling this thing up in here. Let me try this again. Praise the Lord. It is not the sower that determines what kind of ground you are. You determine what kind of ground or what kind of soil you are. And so we're going to look into Matthew chapter 13. 
Um, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to uh, tune in along with us. And um, for some reason, it's not letting me control this, so I'm going to have to uh, do that up top. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Matthew chapter 13, and if you have your notes, you can follow along in your notes. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, okay, bear with me a second. Let me try it one more time. Tell somebody he loves you. not based on what you do. It's not based, God's love is not based on what you do, not based on your performance. It's totally based on him. It's not about your obedience, but it's about his obedience. Thank you, Jesus. So what kind of ground are you? First Corinthians, where did I say, Matthew. All right. I'll be on my game in a minute. If you have the app, you can follow along with the scriptures there as well. Okay, verse verse 3. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And what does he sow? He sows uh, the word. Okay. Do we have that presentation? Are we having issues up, up top? Kick it old school, man. Bring your Bibles. Bring. <laughs> All right. The, the, the sower went out to sow. The, the seed is the word. As he sowed some seed. And I love it. Jesus told this parable, and he, he came back and explained it to us. And, and I want you to see, see if you can find yourself in here. And, you know, the, w- the way that God corrects us is not by beating us into submission. He corrects us it's, it's, it's with his word. It's a, sweet, it's a sweet sound of correction. And you just make adjustments, but he never, he never condemns you. The, the Holy Spirit is like, he's like a, you know the GPS in your, if you have like a navigation system on your phone or whatever, you notice how gentle it is? And we get this thing about the Holy Spirit, man, the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and he beat me up and convicted me. And it, but the word convict, if you look at it in the, in the Greek, it means to convince. Okay. And, and where we get that is from John chapter 16, where it talks about the Holy Spirit, how he convicts. But what does he convict? Let's, let's turn over there and look at it. Now, here's what I want to, I say this all the time. You don't t- take things just because you've heard it in church for 25 years or just because somebody said it or just because I said it. Check it out in the Word for yourself. See, we're, we're living in an age now 
where things are so readily available, people can go Google it. Now, now Google's not always right. Make sure you're Googling the right thing and do your research, but people can check up on the preacher. And I, I'm not intimidated by that because I want people to see for themselves. Because some, some things you can, you can think is true because a preacher told you that and you just accepted it. And I did that on certain things for years. There are certain things I checked out, certain things I didn't check out. Okay? Now, here's one of these things. Uh, the reason why the Holy Spirit is not going to convict you of your sins because you ain't got none. They got dealt with on the cross. Now, we all sin, don't misunderstand me. But as soon as you sin, you're forgiven. You're under the waterfall of God's forgiveness. Now watch this. The Holy Spirit, when he comes, now let's, look at, let's see what the Word says. When he has come, nevertheless, nevertheless verse 7, this is not in the notes, but um, never, nevertheless I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. The Holy Spirit is called a helper. He's not a condemner. He's a helper. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person. And when he has come, say when he has come, he will convict the believer of sin. Now last I checked, the believer is not the world. He will convict who? The world of sin, not the believer. Man, so much, so much of, uh, so many Christians always want to tell people about how they're not living right. I love it in uh, uh, Kanye's uh, album. Yeah, I said Kanye, and uh, don't mess with me. <laughs> don't mess with me, okay? Don't even mess with me, because don't even get me started on that. I'm not going to take up my time. You know, I was in the uh, Sunday service. It was just the most amazing experience. I've been to see Michael Jordan. I've been, to, I've been in uh, multiple church services. I've never been. That's the greatest event I've ever been in, you know. And I think I have, I know I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. So, oh, you got to be discerning. Discerning of what? Well, he don't do everything. You know, he said this and he did, you know. He, I'm not trying to judge this, man. You, you catch a fish before you clean it. <laughs> I had a well-meaning person try to, you know, try to help me a little bit. The pastor, be, you know, uh, kind of almost the message like, be careful. You know, uh, I hope it's not a setup and, and guard your heart and all that. Kind. And what do they think? The demons are like, like, like in the lurk, in the shadows, you know. But, uh, I tell you what, it was nothing. It was an hour before Kanye even said a word. The thing was all about Jesus. That choir was amazing. Made me want the choir. <laughs> I'm gonna get me a choir. Can you watch? I've never seen a choir of hundred people mic'd. 
and somebody got, they got the money to put the excellence on it. Then he announced Jesus is king because he said he's getting uh, producers and he's going to get the best producers, getting them saved. He said because he said they, they get beaten into submission. He said they're out there, they believe they get beaten in, in submission. So people, people try to tell them nobody's going to buy their stuff anymore. He proved that wrong. He said, we're going to get the best producers. Two days later, it's announced Jesus King 2. He got Dr. Dre on it. Producing that thing. You don't even hear from him. He come out. People want to do it for the money. Dr. Dre don't need money. Apple, Apple bought Beats. What are people even talking about? Apple bought Beats for, uh, uh, and, and then uh, he on Apple's payroll. <laughs> and Kanye got $68 million back on his taxes return. And they're talking about he doing this for the money. You don't do Christian for the, you don't become a Christian artist for the money. Is that right, Ken? Goodness. So, what's my point? Oh, he said, he said, he said, talking to my dad, he said, it ain't Christ-like. He said, but nobody tells you what it is to be like Christ. I was like, wow, isn't that something? People are always trying to tell you when you, you're, not, you're living bad and you're doing wrong. But nobody wants to encourage somebody and tell you when you like Christ. Encourage one another in the word of God. He said the first people want to judge him is the Christians and they don't they, they half read Ephesians. I understand exactly what he's talking about. Everybody want, I was like, you, you want to judge Kanye? Okay. Somebody go give me a rock. No, no, I'm not saying that. So you just without sin, you throw the first one. I wonder what Bibles people are reading out of. Even if he is all wrong. I got a whole bunch of stuff I can tell you. But let me just drop this on you. Paul said, they're talking about people preaching out of wrong motives, like envy and strife. What did Paul say? As long as Christ preached, I rejoice. And I heard Christ preach. He'll convict, not the believer of sin. We're back on the Holy Spirit, back in John. Hey, look at there. We got the thing up. Hey, Amen. I know how to ad lib until we get. I, I, I can go back to the scriptures and, and uh, we could just. I know how to use my. I, I, still, I still know how to find the scriptures, I, I, the books. I got a table of contents if I get lost. <laughs> okay. So um, the Holy Spirit, he does not convict the, the, the believer. Well, just let that settle because that might be different for you. 
but he convicts the world. What does he convict the world? Listen. Now, I don't have this up here, but look, look at this. Does anybody have this open? Or y'all just going to take the preacher's word for it? That's okay. Y'all trust me. Okay, but I want you to check this out. I want you to see this for yourself because it goes contrary to religion. Now, is sin singular or plural? You know why that is? Because there's only one, there's only one sin that'll send people to hell, rejecting Jesus. It didn't say he'll convict the world of sins. He'll convict the world of sin. He'll convince the world that Jesus is Lord. And that's what we should be preaching. That praise God, our sins have been forgiven. Your sins have been washed. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation, and he tells us exactly what it is. I don't know why we get it twisted that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing, that's an accounting term, not imputing their trespasses under them. God's not holding the world's sins against them. The message of the gospel is, it is good news. Gospel, that's what it means. Glad tidings are good news. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's good news. What's the good news to the sinner? Your sins have been forgiven. You're not telling them how bad they are and how they need to get to church and that they've been drinking all night and that they've been snorting all night. That's not good news. They already know that. They already know what they're into. What's the answer? His name is Jesus. He convicts the world of sin. And, okay, now he's, understand who he's talking to. He's talking to his disciples. I'll convict the world of sin and of righteousness. You know what he convicts us of? He's, he's talking to, he's, I'm going to convict the world of sin. They're not the world. But I'm going to convict of righteousness. That's what he convicts the believer of. He convinces us that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. And of judgment. Watch. And then he explains it. And of sin, see, what, what, what does he say about judgment? Your sins have been judged in the body of Jesus on the cross. And he tells us, what's there a glory you don't like this preaching? <laughs> I know you know, I was messing with you. So, of sin because, listen, he explains the sin. See, I'm not making this stuff up of sin because they do not believe in me. Sin. Oh, yeah, he's going to convict you of your sins. It don't even say that. It says he convicts of sin, and the sin is because they believe in me, and that is to the world, not us. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more and of judgment because of the ruler of this world, he's been judged. 
judged on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Now, that's the appetizer. Let's jump into this. Putting put value on the word. Okay, just go to Matthew chapter 13. The sower sows what? Okay, Luke, you can see, see that in Luke's uh, version of it. We're, gonna, we're looking at Matthew. And he spoke many parables to them, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. Okay, you are responsible what kind of ground you're going to be. It's not the sower. And I love, I love being a sower. I'm, I'm, I'm spitting the word out. But you've got to determine what kind of sower you're going to be. All right, now, <coughs> uh, next verse. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Next. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was, was up, they were scorched because they had no root. They withered away. And some fell upon thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. And I like how Jesus came here and uh, explained it. Okay, next. We drop down. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, let's just stop right there. This is what happened. Like that word I just shared. Like if that's the first time you ever heard that, the enemy can come again and like, oh, who's the wicked one? That's the enemy. Let, let, me, let me just read this and, and we'll, we'll stop, I'll stop and explain it. So you hear the word and you don't understand it. I don't know about that because it goes against religious teaching. Well, I don't know, man. I made too many mistakes. You, I mean, you hear about that God is not holding your sins against you. And he accepts you for who you are. He, he loves you unconditionally. I don't know. I don't think I can ever break free from these addictions. I don't know how he can love me. All the stuff I've done in my life. You, 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 you see, because these thoughts, they're coming from the enemy. If you're experiencing that right now, well, it's coming from the enemy. When you, when you see, you look at it, you see the word, but then re that religion, well, you ain't, you ain't been brought up that way. You know, you know, you know God, see, and uh, you, you, you hear the, the good news that God's love for you is not based on your performance. It's not based on your obedience, it's based on his obedience. Oh, I don't know about that. Those thoughts are based on religion. See, he, and, and, and the devil is planting those thoughts. See, that's him. He comes. What is he doing? He's snatching that word away. He's pulling it back. 
He said, oh, no, that's heresy. It can't be. I mean, when you really hear the good news, it seems too good to be true that Jesus did it all. That Jesus finished the work. Your forgiveness is finished. It's Jesus plus nothing. The gospel is Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Equals freedom. It seems, it sounds too good to be true. No, we got to do something. We got we got to do something to earn God's acceptance. He snatched that word in your heart. That is this what we call wayside seeds. Got it? If I haven't located you yet, just hang on. Let's go next. But he who received the word. Oh, okay, now this group, this bunch here, they received the word. But it's on the stony, stony ground. Okay. This is the person who hears the word and immediately, I'm excited. They receive it with joy. Got it? They receive the word. Say, say they receive the word. Okay, they receive it with joy. Okay, next, next verse or next statement. Yet, he has no root. He has no root in himself. And only endure, endures for a while. I've seen people like this. They call somebody close to them. What do you think about this? Oh, you better be careful about this. Oh, that grace teaching can send people to hell. People are going to set world records in sin once they understand that, you know, you, it's a dangerous message. No, it's a liberating message. When you preach the law, the, the, the law is a ministry, again, it's the ministry of death. And the Bible says the strength of sin is the law. The strength there is dunamis. The dunamis, the power of sin is in the law. You want to you see people sin? You start giving them rules. <laughs> you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. They sinning, but they just ain't telling you. Sin will not have dominion over you when you're under grace. When you're not under law, but under grace. Then that tells you that sin will have dominion over you when you're under law. And what the law does, it stirs up these evil passions. We've seen it with popular preachers. They preach hard, hard. H-A-R-D against sin and sexual immorality and all that stuff. And then the very God preaching that gets caught up in it. There's a reason for that. Because the law is the devil's tool. But you know what? The, what it's, it's crazy to try to keep the law. We're not under law. We're under a new covenant. We're under a covenant, a covenant of grace. You know what Jesus did? And Colossians says he nailed it to the cross. He nailed the, the handwriting of ordinances. Check this out. That was against us. The law was never given to make a man righteous. Here comes glory. All right. The, the, the law was never given to make a man righteous. It was, what was the law? The purpose of the law was the, it was the tutor to bring us to Christ. It, it was a, a temporary system to, 
it was, it was given to understand that we can't keep it. It was to bring us to the end of ourselves. Some people think they're keeping the law. Oh, I'll keep the Ten Commandments. Really? Come on, man. I love the Lord with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my mind and with all my strength. No, you don't. Not 100% of the time. You never do. Nobody does that. Nobody could do that but Jesus. And God knew we couldn't keep it. See, that's, that's the main deal of the law, man. That's the, that's the sum total of the law. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your strength, all your soul, all your mind. God knew we couldn't do that. So what, you know what he did? He did it by sending his son Jesus. God loved us with all his heart, with all his soul, with all his strength. Thank you, Lord. See, but what we want to do, we want to lower the bar. The Bible says you try to, you try to keep the whole law. He, I mean, he wants to show you the craziness of trying to keep it. He that try to keep the law but stumbles in one point is guilty of the whole thing. Now, now who keeps it? You don't love the Lord with all your heart and soul. If you... Your love is like this, like, like on a graph, it's like this. Only God's love is perfect. God's love is like this, 100%, all the time. But what people want to do, they set these rules in church, and they lower, the, they, see, this, the, 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 they lower the law from its pristine standard up way up here, up high, where nobody can, nobody can hurdle over it, and they lower it, they lower that bar to where they can jump over it. <laughs> and they keep the ones that they like. You can't cherry pick the law. You can't cherry pick. You got to keep the whole thing. And then, so then the law, so we don't, we're not against the law. We applaud it. See, we really esteem it when we keep it up there where it belongs and we, we, we understand it for the purpose for which it was given to bring us to the end of ourselves and we say, Mr. Law, we can't keep you. We need a Savior. He came and walked this earth and kept the law 100% and went to the cross and nailed it. The law, listen, the Bible says that was against us and was contrary to us. And he nailed it to the cross. The handwriting of ordinances. And that specifically were the Ten Commandments. That was the, the part of the 613 that were written in stone. He took that, those were the ones that was written with the, with the finger of God. It was nailed to the cross. I'm teaching here. Okay, so you, you hear that kind of stuff here, okay? Now, you, you start getting excited about it. Man, God loves me. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do to earn God's acceptance. I'm the righteousness of God, not because of my obedience, but because of Jesus' obedience. Oh, persecution comes. I've seen it. I've seen people turn from it. 
I've, I've known a preacher that started preaching it, but he stopped. And I believe he stopped because he know, okay, I can't control people no more. So I start preaching. <laughs> I start preaching this, man. I can't stop. I, I got to stop telling people what to do. And guess what? This is the crazy thing. I'm going to have to lead people to the Lord and let the Holy Spirit deal with people. And I got to dismiss my deputy, Barney Fife, and take the Holy Spirit badges off of people, people that go around trying to correct people and get in people's face and tell them they need to be better husbands and better wives and better parents. Need to love God more. The pro- your problem is, see, it's, it's interesting, self-righteous people, these kind of people that judge Kanye, self-righteous people, they point out everybody's sin but their own. What about your stuff? Bring your wife in the room. Then we'll talk about Kanye. Bring your wife, bring your kids in here. See how perfect you are. You ain't, I know you ain't going to tell me, so bring you, let's bring some other people in here. Huh? You don't want people pointing out your sin? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So, okay, so tribulation, persecution, arise because of the word, immediately they stumble. What, what happens? They hear this good news that, that God's not holding their sins against them. But they're all excited about it. But then because they don't have a foundation, that's the root, the foundation of grace, um, then their, their conscience starts uh, condemning them as guilty. And they forget about God's unconditional love. All right? And then they spiral down this road of, um, of, of condemnation, okay? Spiral down a road of, of, of defeat. It's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. Okay? Y'all tracking with me. You know what I'm talking about. You see... It's, it's easy, this because this gospel it is so good that when you understand that you're forgiven, you will live holier by accident than you ever could on purpose. Now, how many of you hear that and you say, man, I'm forgiven. It don't matter what I do. I'm still the righteousness of God. Yeah. How many of you thought, man, I'm, I'm hitting the club tonight? I don't know if clubs opens on Sunday. But uh, I'm going to find me a drug dealer. That never crossed my mind. I used to, I used to get to hit the drug dealer at church. Back in the day, I mean, when I was back in the day, BC. <laughs> Shoot, I will. I'm gonna say it again. I was the Holy Spirit even working through Siri. That woman, want me to want me to say it again. 
I was going to Ball State, and we'd go back, and we'd put our money together to buy drugs, and we sold drugs on campus. Then um, we met the drug dealer. He was at church every Sunday. We would set up the meeting. He was clean, too. We'd meet him at night, you know, about that kilo. We're back. come out of that world. God is good, man. I was the reason, I was the reason that uh, McDonald's went to those flat spoons to stir your coffee. They used to be, they used to be little uh, Coke spoons. But they figured it out. Some of y'all know what it is. Some of y'all <laughs> old enough to know what I'm talking about. It used to be little Coke there used to be a little spoon on the end of that stick. They flattened them. So people were using them as Coke spoons. I was one of them guys. So I hear about God's unconditional love. I'm not thinking, man, I can snort all the Coke I want now. And it ain't hard to find. I probably could go to church and find that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But I'm not thinking about that because, see, when you're forgiven much, you love much. When you understand how much God loves you, man, ooh, I would never go back. I got a high that people can't explain. And I don't come down from it. I had to watch my time. I'm messing around. The Colts played on Thursday. But we got so we got a Bears fan, and 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 uh, and and, 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 and uh, you don't want to watch them anyway. But <laughs> so what? Okay, yeah. Thank, thank you, Jesus. God is good in it. I said, God is good in it. Has is there anybody in here God's been merciful to? You know the difference between mercy and grace? They're, they're, they're very close. They're very similar. Mercy is when you don't get what you deserve. Grace is when you get what you don't deserve. Hallelujah. Man, I feel like preaching. Now, let's, let's look at, well, you found yourself yet? So, no, I ain't. Okay, let's go on now. Let's tread carefully. Let's go to the next one. So, now, he who received seed among the thorns. Now, everybody say there's no condemnation. Turn to the person next to you and say there's no condemnation. Okay. Tell your neighbor there's no condemnation. Okay, we're going to tread carefully here. lady got mad at the preacher. She said, you said it was the, it, it went into the next year. She said, you said that I would have my financial breakthrough this year. 
He said, no. I said, tell your neighbor. (laughs) Okay, so there's no condemnation for you. Now, the, the, he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. You hear, hear the word, okay. But watch this. And even, you know, you're growing. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of Christ. You're growing, but the cares of this world. And the deceitfulness of riches. Now, God wants us to be blessed financially, but money should follow us, you shouldn't, or, or, or excuse me, should pursue us, we shouldn't pursue money. We don't pursue riches. See, it, it's, and the devil can get you tricked, and this is where a, 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 a lot of believers get tripped up. They, they, they get a little successful. And all of a sudden, they don't have time for Bible study. Quiet in this Presbyterian church. They don't have they don't have time. They can't they don't have time for church anymore. They don't have time. They can't they can't get involved. They can't get, they can't volunteer anymore because they're so busy. They're consumed. It's easy to do. Get consumed with the cares of this world. Get consumed with with, with worries and well, I got to do this. And don't we have so many things to do? Is there anybody, everybody's talking about they're busy. What are you doing? And there are pastors that are afraid to preach grace because they don't want to clean up the mess. (laughs) There are actually some pastors, they're not going to preach the gospel 100% because, man, people, they're going to, you tell them, God's going to love you whether you come to church or not. It won't change his love for you. It won't change his love for you if you don't read your Bible. It won't change his love for you if you don't pray. Like what? And then what, what people tend to do is they test their boundaries. <laughs> they see how far they can go. And you know what? Pastor's right. God is not whipping me. I haven't been to church in three weeks, and he hasn't put me. I'll stay gone another week. And you begin to listen to enemies' lies. Well, you don't need to go to Bible study. I mean, you already know all that stuff Pastor talking about. You don't need it. Sunday is enough. Come on, y'all stop the enthusiasm and hollering and shouting and running up and down the aisles because I want to finish this. (laughs) See, when you're under grace, you just don't live any way you want. You don't live out of control. It is spirit-directed control. Okay, somebody got a volunteer to do something. Or, I mean, even for you to be able to watch at home, 
Yeah, I mean, you can kick back with popcorn and, and, and with your feet kicked back, but somebody got to be here to set up for you to be able to, uh, for us to be able to present this online. Okay, you want to move on to this next one, don't you? But see, um, we need to understand this because, see, you determine what kind of soil. It's not, it's not the sower. Every head bowed his eyes. No. Let me go. I'm going to finish this a little bit. Okay. Let's go back. Go. go. Okay. Now, he who is seed, he who receives the seed among thorns. Okay. Next, next one. He, but he who receives the seed on good ground is he who hears the word. You know what? You know, the reason why we have. Bible class, the reason why we do everything we do, whether it's small groups, we, we want to have more small groups. We want people to step up to the plate and do things. We want people to volunteer because it's all about getting the word out. I mean, we do Facebook Live on, got so many opportunities for you to hear the word. Sunday morning, Wednesday morning on Facebook, Wednesday night. Have y'all heard? Y'all heard we have Bible class here on Wednesday night? Okay. You know we got more people come from outside of Summit than we do right here? Because y'all already know, y'all already know this. Which what you fail to understand is like there's more grace and there's more, there, there's more to Jesus. And the power of hearing, to keep hearing it and putting yourself under good teaching. I know you can get it at home. But this is your church. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that. I need some encouragement up here. Even your pastor needs encouragement. Wednesday night, Thursday night, we have a home Bible class uh, in Roanoke, Indiana, Thursday night. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, people are hungry for this word. We heard, um, like, after Thanksgiving, somebody can bring 20 people to that. One couple want to bring 20 people to come and hear this word. cares, stress. How many of you know the devil can keep you busy? But he disguised it. See, he's disguised it as, as is him. If I haven't located you yet, here it is. Here's some more. He who receives seed on the good ground. That's the person that gets established in, in God's, in the gospel and grace. They get rooted. To get established in the grace of God. They hear the word. They understand it. And then fruit begins to come out. And you don't force fruit out. Fruit comes naturally. You, uh, 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 apple tree, though. Mm, mm, mm. I, I, I feel an apple coming. 
No. As you hear the word and you understand it, if you just sit there and hear, I don't have time to get to it. We'll get to it next week, how miracles come just by you hearing the word. Just hearing the word and you think that it's the busyness, but you end up spinning your wheels and you know you're doing that when it's not bearing fruit. You're just spinning. You, the devil got you in a spin class. But you haven't, you haven't progressed. You're on a stationary bike. <laughs> Thank you. Now I like him. You keep him, Ashanti. Keep him. All right. Thank you, Jesus. You start bearing fruit. Just the fruit will just come out of your life. As you expose yourself to the word of God. And yeah, you need to feed the word. Feed on the word for yourself. But corporately, you need to come and feed on the word from your pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And you, you bear fruit. You produce a hundredfold some, some 60, some 30. I love this because this indicates a progression. See, we're all shooting for that 100-fold. But don't get discouraged with 15-fold. 18. Five-fold. You produce it. Be encouraged when you see, when you see that fruit. Hey, there's some fruit. Huh? Your family will see it. Your friends will see it. You've changed. See, that's the indicator. You get around, you go to the Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, you're different. Like what? You're different. And all because you expose yourself to the Word of God. You understand it. You start bathing in the love, the sunshine of His love. Start reading the Bible. How do you read the Bible? You read the Bible cross-eyed. <laughs> you got it? Cross-eyed. You read the Bible through the lens of the finished work of Jesus. <laughs> it's finished. Glory to God. My forgiveness is finished. My healing is finished. My prosperity is finished. I'm just resting. I'm resting in the finished work of Jesus. I'm enjoying life. There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ. I'm living free, condemnation-free, guilt-free living. Ain't nothing like it. Freedom in Jesus, whom the Son sets free. It's free indeed. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word.